Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls, to the Ingles and Ian podcast. I am not Jacob. I am Ian. And joining me today in for Jacob, our fearless leader, the chief, Micah Allen. How are you today, Micah? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I Starting a new semester and all that. How's that going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, taking a little gap semester, doing, doing some stuff, mainly just watching sports, but hey, it's all good. And uh, today was a, or I think this week has been a pretty big news week for Oklahoma State. Yep. With um, various news stories that we'll dive into, uh, mainly mainly two, um, which have different like mood swings for OSU fans. One is really great, and the other one is not great at all. How, how do you want to dive into this? Do you want to dive into the good or the bad? Let's let's start off with the bad. Um, Earlier this week, uh, two Oklahoma State athletes, uh, wrestler AJ Ferrari and uh, track and field athlete uh, Asai Rodriguez, were involved in a car accident. Um, Basically, what we know is that they are both in stable condition, um, but it was a pretty gnarly accident. Um, Car caught on fire all that stuff. Um, it's kind of a miracle that they both are, um, considering the circumstances. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Oklahoma state offensive coordinator, Casey Dunn was, uh, reportedly the person that pulled AJ out of the car. Um, so from, from what, from what we know, basically they were, they were coming home from Covington and they got in an accident right outside of Perkins. Um, uh, if you've, if you've ever driven that stretch, um, that's a lot of two lane roads. Basically what happened is they were trying to pass somebody on a two lane road and got hit head on. Um, so yeah, so they are both, I believe currently still in the hospital. Am I right on that? Uh, AJ was released according to uh, Stillwater News Press uh, six hours ago. Okay, so, so earlier today. Is, earlier today, yeah. I I have not seen anything about Rodriguez. Rodriguez? Yeah. Okay. But but AJ has been released. From AJ the is out, which is yes. good news. Good news. Um. So yeah. So that's that's our first story. Ian, do you want to dive into the the, the good news? <laughs> Well, I'll say this. I, I'm going to correct you a little bit. It's, oh. it's Cushion and not Covington. Oh, I it's only, Cushion. Yes. Yeah. I only say that because I did an internship this summer or last summer in Cushing. So I've taken, I, I took Highway 33 several times uh, going back and forth from Piedmont to Cushing. I, I don't recommend that, by the way. It's not, it's not a fun drive. But <laughs> a lot of back roads. But yeah. Yeah. Um, 
they were they were visiting a youth wrestling practice in Cushing, and it looked like let me pull up the ESPN article where it said, according to the Oklahoma Highway Patrol, Ferg was driving his 2019 Dodge Durango on Highway 33 at about 8 p.m. when he attempted to pass three vehicles while cresting a hill. Ferrari's SUV hit an oncoming vehicle, then left the roadway to the left and overturned several times before coming to rest in a ditch. Oh, they roll? I I didn't hear that. They rolled multiple? Wow. That's that's what it, yeah, that's what it says on here. Uh, The cause of the collision was passing in a no passing zone and i'm trying to think of where that area is because all you can see is like the car you can't like zoom out to see like the rest of the highway and right like what landmarks there you're like oh yeah i know where that's at but well and what's and so i for in my day job i'm a i'm a news producer and so i read a lot of crash reports and Mm -hmm. that's 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 gnarly um now, what I would find interesting is, like, was it, like, honestly, it seems like some kind of miracle that Coach Dunn was just, like, in the area and saw the car. Like, that part's the craziest part to me is, like, what was he doing in that area? Because that, that's not, like, a well-populated, just, like, a road that you drive all the time, right? Like, yeah, unless, I, I mean, I don't know where Coach Dunn lives. Maybe he was driving home or something, but, like. I, man, I don't know. It was around eight o'clock. So maybe he left the office at that point. Maybe he's going on a crewing trip down in Perkins or something. Who, who knows? But yeah, that's crazy. it's amazing how he was just there. Yeah. We're, so. we're, well, we're really glad that they're both okay. Yes. Um, you know, thoughts with them as they continue to recover. Um, you know, from what I, from what I hear, despite the fact that, you know, they both, survived the crash and there were no major major injuries they still both have quite a road um of recovery after the accident so just you know thoughts with them and hope that they continue to recover and um you know it's not too too hard on them yeah i mean this well let's talk about rodriguez for a sec uh i mean he i mean they're i think they're heading into uh uh, track and field season right so right. I mean he is a last year he was an outdoor all big 12 an indoor all big 12 uh and a second team outdoor all america so I, I mean I hope that he recovers right. great and that he's able to come back just in time because this is his senior year and uh you know he's from uh, Rainwood High School in Rainwood Oklahoma so I mean you want him to go out you know yeah Definitely, definitely. Go out on top with uh, with all that. So I'm hoping yeah, they recover. Definitely. But yeah. Well, uh, and it's interesting. You can kind of tell how big of a deal this was because both of the coaches held a press conference. Um, you know, now, now granted, um, you know, they kind of just went through, you know, how they were doing. Um, and you know just gave a little update but still like for them to hold a press conference about this yeah it was a pretty major deal so um yeah just just you know thoughts with them and um they're recovering absolutely and man i i don't know when ferrari's going to come back 
I don't know how soon this is. I mean, I hope he comes back for the uh, that big Iowa meet at Globe Life Field because, I mean, they're going to need him. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, he needs to focus on recovery, you mm-hmm. know, doing his thing. Like yep. Maybe lay low for a little bit. Who knows? But, yeah, just do his thing there. Now, the good news. I am really excited about this. Derek Mason. Oklahoma yeah. State's new defensive coordinator. And like the uh, like the orange smoke at the Vatican. We have a yes. we have a new defensive coordinator. We have a new defensive coordinator. <laughs> and oh. it's a good one. Oh I, man. I, I, like, I, I really I was stoked on this hire. Um, you know, we we all kind of in our in our group chat, we kind of had all succumbed to Oh, they're just going to hire from the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we kind of at all had all kind of had had lied in that. Um, and, you know, ended up they kind of I mean, I wouldn't say this came totally out of left field. You know, we had heard some stuff that they were talking to him, um, you know, that they might hire him. But, you know, for it to actually get you know made into a done deal earlier today. Um, you know, that was, that was massive news and I'm really excited about it. You know, um, there was a, there was a, a tweet. Let me, you can talk while I pull it up. Um, but there was a tweet that I saw that was pretty interesting. Um, this is a huge hire for Oklahoma state in many, many aspects. A, I mean, you pulled him from Auburn, who knows what's going on in Auburn. Maybe, uh, they're about to burn the ships down there with Brian Harson after two years, but he he knows his football. He worked with Harbaugh. He and David Shaw and Stanford. He was on the opposite sideline in that 2011 Fiesta Bowl as an associate head coach slash uh, co defensive coordinator. So he knows his football. He's been around. Originally was a cornerback at Northern Arizona. Uh, has worked his way, you know, through the ranks. Coached at Vanderbilt. Which look, if you look at his Vanderbilt record. It's not the greatest, 27-55, but I will say this. It is hard to win at Vanderbilt, so I, I don't think that's his fault. Um, I, he made two bowl games there in uh, 2016 and 2018, both with six and seven records. And I I still love this hire. I think he's a, he's a good leader of men, and he, he just seems like a good guy. I saw there was a video of him, like, after – he beat Missouri and he was like, I am the man for this job. And he like, he's very confident in himself. He seems like a, he seems like a great dude. And I'm so excited to see what happens here because I mean, the, the, the big thing at Auburn was the defense's performance against Alabama where they only gave up right. 24 points in the loss. Can you bring some of that SEC swagger into the Big right. Twelve? And 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 you know the, the so the tweet that I saw, um, I couldn't actually find the tweet, so I can't attribute it. I apologize. Oh. But basically, the gist of it was, you know, if you would have told us five years ago that you would have multiple coordinators in the Big Twelve that have been pulled from the SEC, we would have laughed, mm-hmm. right? Like. The S- an SEC defensive coordinator going to the Big 12 was virtually unheard of, right? But I feel like the Big 12 has gotten to a point where the defenses have, 
you know, been stout enough and been impressive enough to, you know, catch the eye of SEC defensive coordinators of being like, oh, I want to coach there. Right. And that's a that's a big deal. That's a that's a massive change in the past, you know, couple of years. So that's a big deal, too. I mean, it is because it's not like he's going to OU or Texas, which could be considered, you know, better jobs. He's going to Oklahoma State. Right. And right. Right. Because it's such a splash hire, it's just it's just. But I also wonder. How how long will he stay before he yeah. gets a head coaching job? Right. I, right. I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, being real, we need to kind of pull back and be realistic with ourselves for a second. You know, mm-hmm. how much would we, how, how long would we expect anybody? Like as much as Oklahoma state fans, in my opinion, as much as Oklahoma state fans don't want to look at Oklahoma state as kind of a launch pad job, it's a launch pad job, right? Like Oklahoma state is where guys come to hone their skills to eventually leave. Right. And, and and to me, I don't necessarily think that that's a terrible thing. Like some people do, you know, I think the more impressive Mike Gundy's coaching tree is the better, right? Like, you know, if, if you have, now, 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 don't get me wrong. I want Derek Mason to stay for as long as, you know, we can keep him, right? And I would have preferred to keep, uh, why can't I think of his name? Our last defensive Knowles? Knowles, yes. As, as much as I would have liked to keep Jim Knowles a little bit longer, you know, I think that, you know, creating talent and and honing talent in order for them to go to you know the next level I mean because every every job has you know the next step right and so you don't expect somebody to be a coordinator for forever but like you said I do wonder how long you know is it going to be two years is it going to be three years is it going to be you know 10 years you know how long does he stay is going to be a big question I think too um you know and and the longer, the better, <laughs> but you know, I, I never want to blame people for moving on, I guess, but you know, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how long he stays and see what he's able to do for the time that he's here for sure. I think it's, I'm looking at just Twitter comments about some people like Auburn fans who are kind of like, Oh, y'all did Auburn a favor. Thank you. It's like, Really? I what hate do it. What are we doing here, guys? Come on. Opposing fan bases always do that with coaches. And I, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just why. Like, just, just I, I was like, happy for your, your coach and move on. I thought it was kind of funny how you forgot Knowles' name for a second. It's like, we, we, yeah, I don't know why that, I don't know why that escaped me. It's, yeah, I don't know why I just all of a sudden my brain was just like, I cannot remember his name. Um, but yeah, so Jim Knowles, uh, you know, as, as as much as I, I feel like he was just kind of, well, but at the same time, he was here for three years or was it four? I think it was four. Four. If Derek Mason's here for four, that's great. Right, I, right, right. If he can stay for as long as Knowles did, that's awesome. If we get him longer, that's even better, right? Um, well, but is it though? Because sometimes coordinators will overstay their welcome, you know, and, and you don't want that. So, you know, I mean, just however long he's here, I hope he makes a good, a a big impact. 
And, you know, I think that getting an SEC coach is big for recruiting. Um, you know, I think he's going to have a lot of contact in that area of the country, um, which will be good for OSU. Um, and, and I think that, you know, he'll, I, I, I haven't really necessarily read much on him as a recruiter. Um, but like I said, coming from that part of the, the country, I feel like he would have a lot of good contacts at the very least. Um, so that'll be awesome as well. I think when, I mean, I think what it says about him, like whatever he, he cause his last two college jobs were, uh, Stanford and then, um, you know, Auburn, as far as coordinator jobs are concerned. I mean, those aren't, and Vanderbilt as head coach, those aren't necessarily maybe Auburn, but those aren't necessarily blue blood programs. So he probably has, or maybe definitely has the ability to find diamonds in the rough, which is what Gundy's all about. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's taking the guy that's a, you know, three star and Mm -hmm. by his senior year, he's freaking all conference, maybe even all American. I mean, look at, look at Malcolm Rodriguez, look what they were able to do with Malcolm Rodriguez. And I mean, I know that that's not Dick or uh, I know it's not Mason, but you know, um, like you said, it's that conversation about fighting down the rough. I think that he's going to be able to continue that hopefully. So that'll be awesome. Another big thing that I read about him today is um, if you know, at this point, this hire has gone through, um, you know, with the hire of Derek Mason, Oklahoma state will become the only staff in the big 12 with minority primary coordinators on both sides of the ball, which I think is super awesome. I think that that's super, super great. And, you know, is that a little bit of Gundy saving fa- saving face after what happened last offseason with the whole T-shirt thing? Maybe, you know, but at the same time, I don't think that's something Gundy would do. Um, you know, I-, I think it's awesome that we're giving these minority coaches opportunities at Oklahoma State, um, you know, and, um, you know, I-, I think, you know, that's a big deal right and and it's it's something that we shouldn't take lightly um you know and now granted we don't know what's going to happen with Casey um you know at this point at this point Casey is safe but you know you never know um but if everything stays what it is right now Oklahoma State will be possibly one of the only power five schools in the entire country that has two primary that the that both their primary coordinators are Minorities, which is only true. only Division One program that have both offensive and defensive coordinators that are African American. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at uh, one of the tweets. Uh, three programs have co coordinators, but as far as like primary, that that is huge. And maybe if Gundy is saving face, I mean that's a pretty good job of saving face right there. I mean, right, right, right. Like if, if it is, then yeah, then that's a good, that's a good, that's a good way to do it, I guess. But yeah, also, I, I agree. At the same time, I, I feel like Gundy, I don't think Gundy kind of cares about that. He he, want, he wants right. the best guy. Right, so, right. He wants they, the best guy for the job, period. They both happen to be right. if they both people happen of color, to be, and that's great. Right, right. Um. So let's see. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention with Derek Mason? Man, I mean, he's a cornerback's coach. 
but he was he also has a background of being a receivers coach. So, ooh, our backfield about to be lit. Oh yeah, and he was also he was a running back coach for two years at Idaho State. So, if he could bring some wisdom in there, I mean, he has some that'll be something. Well. That's awesome. Yeah, but with the quarterback position, and that's his specialty. I mean, he's a, he's a two year starter in Northern Arizona, and that cornerback room is pretty depleted with Bernard Converse going to LSU because uh, of vet school. Um, and then McAllister, who's, who's a safety, he's going to go be a cornerback at Ohio State. Everyone else going to the draft. So now you have a young cornerback room. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And a young, you know, you're going to have new linebackers. Right. I mean, this defense. Yeah. I feel like next year, this, this defense, well, I guess next season, um, this defense is going to go from very experienced to very inexperienced. Well, not necessarily inexperienced, but they're going to go from majority seniors to some new guys. Um, You know, and, and that's going to be a challenge for Mason in his first season as coordinator. Um, and, you know, I guess we'll see if he's able to to, to navigate that. Um, but that's going to be really interesting to see um, is what that defense looks like next year with the combination of a new coordinator and, you know, missing guys, missing a lot of talent from this past year. Um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, Brock Martin, Bart Martin is staying, right? He is staying. Evers is staying. And Trace Ford is coming back. So the the defense, the defensive line is going to be just fine. Maybe yeah, there's the line a, is going to be the line will be the, yeah, the line will be okay. It's that back. A little concerning D tackle, but I think they're probably fine. Yeah. It's that it's that backfield that's gonna that's yeah. gonna be kind of um young. And the, and the linebackers, too. I think Mason Cobb will probably take one of the positions, but do they run the same 4-2-5 defense, or does um, – will Derek Mason bring in something different, like a 4-3 or 3-4? I don't know what kind right. of defense he runs. I'll check real quick. He also is the coach that uh, brought in Sarah Fuller, so uh, if there's any ladies on the soccer team that want to come kick, go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Why, why not? Yeah. I, I would sick. love that. I would, I would, I mean, I almost cried when that happened with Vanderbilt. If that ever happened in Oklahoma State, I would probably settle. <laughs> and you know what's terrible? I didn't want to watch Vanderbilt, so I didn't watch. Oh, no. I saw like the, I saw the Twitter highlights, like, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's cool, though. I didn't realize he was the yeah. coach when that happened. Well, I think he got fired after, I think maybe after that game, but <laughs> I think he coached one of the games <laughs> because they played nine games. He got fired after the eighth game. So yeah, okay. right after that game, because they lost 41 to nothing. 
So. I mean, it's Vandy. <laughs> they were yeah, players, I, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, so what did you, have you found the defense stuff yet? I'm trying to look up the team info. I couldn't, I can't find anything at the moment. He, he's had several defensive coordinators. I should probably look up Auburn, if anything. And that yeah. might be something I do down the line, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in as to see specific, because I mean, I, I've always said that you can't really judge a coordinator till you're free. Um, because, you know, before that, they're not working with anybody that they, or they're, they're not working with them until you're three, their defense is never going to be a majority of guys that they brought in. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, I mean, he, he's going to have some, some judgment or he's going to have some, he's going to have eyes on him, you know, and he's going to have people, you know, looking to him as, you know, what are you going to do to continue on? Cause we were headed in a really good direction defensively at Oklahoma state under Knowles. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how much of a microscope he's under um, as far as his first season. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to watching what what it what it looks like um you know if 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 he tries to kind of keep that Knowles defense or if he tries to make it his own thing um you know I I think that Gundy tends to Gundy tends to leave his defensive coordinators alone um you know and kind of let them do their own that that kind of you know pushes not pushes it off but he kind of just looks at it as like that's your deal that's your baby um do what you want with it so I'm I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this hire and I, I'm excited to see if that momentum that we've had the past couple of seasons, if it continues under Mason. I think there's definitely going to be a step back, but people were thinking that I think regardless of whether or not Knowles was there. Right. Right. So. I think we were expecting a step back anyways. And, yeah. you know, I, I personally, whenever they hired Knowles, I was like, what? the heck what are we doing and it worked out so you know it just goes through that you never really know until you watch them until you watch them so i'm excited yeah i i am too uh i don't want to talk basketball so let's go ahead and talk about the iowa state game um so oklahoma state play let me hold on let me pull up the the statue real quick I mean, Avery Anderson went off. If you want to talk about that, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely yeah. feel like there were things in this game that we can highlight that are good. Yeah. Um, yeah I, mean, it, I mean, it sucks when it's that close to the game, and not to mention Iowa State has, like, a two-and-a-half-year road game losing streak, and they break it on your court. That's not fun to anybody. Wait, so they haven't won a game – on an they opposing have, court in two years? A Big 12 court. I'm sorry. Big 12 court. So, on the road. Road, Big 12 ISU games. used to be – ISU used to be so good. Man, how the mighty fall. I mean, they're back. They got a top 25 ranking with this new coach that they got. Uh, TJ – I'm going to call him TJ – Coach Coach TJO because he's got a pretty long last name that starts with an O from South – he was at South Dakota State, and now he's – here, but I mean, it was about Brock Brockington from Iowa State and uh, 
Avery Anderson from OSU. I mean, they were both shooting pretty lights out. Um, and they were the they were the key cogs in this game. I mean, Avery Anderson and Isaac uh likely Iceman were the only two in double digits. It's pretty significant when you yeah, like, this uh this team's offense definitely has taken a page out of the football offense's book. <laughs> I yeah, it's not it is not pretty because yeah. the one the one stat that sticks out to me like a sore thumb is the three point field goal percentage. Yeah, they just seven to twenty four. They it's 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 literally live and die by you know the inside baskets and free throws like that's literally your offense and And that's like not even that good right right 47 percent and when that when that happens you're not gonna win basketball games and i mean part of it is you know obviously i like i know if i was on this team i mean i never will be i'm 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 four eleven and three quarters, but if I was, <laughs> if I was a little bit taller, if I was a baller and I was on this team, I, I would find it really hard to, to have something with, with everything that happened with the NCAA in the off season, with them, you know, getting the proceeds and all that, I would find it really hard to have something to play for. Right. Like I, I, I mean, I know that like they, there's something inside of them that wants to play for their team that wants to play for the name on the Jersey, you know, but, but at the same time, it's like, how do you, how do you find motivation in a season where, you know, from jump street, you're not going to make it to the, to the end. Like you're not going to make it to your ultimate end goal. Right. Especially for these seniors, you know, it just sucks, but you know, regardless, they have had some big wins, you know, they had the, they had one against the, the the one against Baylor, the one against Texas. Um, they lost to Texas in the, the second time they played them, but you know, um, series are good. Yeah, good. Um, you know, and, and and I think we're 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 about to they're about to play Florida. Um, that's yeah. gonna be a pretty big game. Um, big Twelve SEC challenge going down to Gainesville. I mean that's. Uh, that's almost what I've seen about Florida because I'm still in football mode. Um, what I've seen is that they are kind of in not necessarily they're they're very close to a must win now mode. So right. I almost expect them to come out swinging and play desperate, which could either help or hurt OSU's chances of winning. Right. Right. Going back to the game tonight, you know, you mentioned how um, Avery Anderson kind of went off. You know, I I think it's important to note that there are really good bright sides to this team. Like there are really good, really good little pieces of this team that I think are going to, to, to win Oklahoma. Like Avery Anderson, Isaac Likely, Bryce Thompson, you know, uh, he he had a phenomenal game against Baylor, um, and, and you know, I'm ex- I think that this season is just kind of one of those seasons where you move on and forget, right? You you, you, you just yeah. kind of do it, play it day by day. You play it game by game, and you know you're just trying to get through it, right? Because again, like I said, they're they're you're not going to March Madness. Mm-hmm. You know, so so you're 
your biggest, like, the best thing that could come out of this season is, I, I'm not even sure. The last, the last thing I read about it was that they were going to get to play if they made it, if they did everything that you know required, they were going to be eligible to play in the Big Twelve tournament. That's the last that I heard is that Bullsby said that he was going to let them play. So, if that is the case, then. You know, you're just trying to get through your schedule, play a couple of tournament games, and and just kind of put 2022 or 2021-2022 in your in your in your in your review, right? And and look toward the next season where you know this team has a chance to be really good. I mean, the, the, you you you're gonna. I believe after the season you lose ice. Yeah. Right. And I- this- I think I think ice, yeah. I think you're probably losing Avery. Yeah, he'll he'll probably get drafted. Um, so, but you know, you do have, you know, a couple uh, guys that are coming up that I think would be able to make this really good team. So, again, I think this season is about just getting through it, right? Just just kind of how we've all been living the past two years. Just just mm-hmm. get through every, just push through, right? And and get to the next thing. And I think. You know, um, in in today's game specifically, you know, they they fought hard. They 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 pushed. Um, you know, it went into overtime, and and they just couldn't quite quite get it done. And I, those kind of losses are frustrating. But you know, you got to move on and get ready for the next one, which is Florida. Um, you know, you you can't dwell on it. You can't you know, kind of wallow in it. You just have to move on and um, prepare for the next one, I guess. Um, yeah, you got to, yeah, you got to keep on, keep on keeping on. And currently. One of one of the interesting things about this game is that normally the Cowboys are a really good defensive team. They're, they're kind of a shutdown defense. Um, but in this game, they struggled with perimeter shooters and, Iowa State made 12 three-pointers. That can't happen. You can't let opposing teams score 12 three-threes. Yeah, well, that was the other thing. Also, Iowa State, I'm looking at, um, I think it was Cody uh, Nigel's tweet. Uh, Iowa State, four for for the last four on their, like, current trends. And it says Oklahoma State field goals, zero of the last four. And, I mean – they we're got just, 60 shots off. They're just not shooting like, well. Wow. I mean, and it's not, and it's what's, what, what, what's, what's interesting is from, from what I've been able to, to watch of this team, they're getting good shots. It's just not falling, right? Like the, the, the shots are shots that I don't blame them for taking, right? It's one thing if you take, you know, terrible shots, and you're like, why? Why are you shooting from there? Um, you know, but but they're taking smart shots. It, they're just it's just not falling, and that sucks. Um, but but yeah, so um, you know, they've got they've got the Big Twelve SEC challenge next, and and we'll see how that goes, but. 10 and 9, man. It's not looking great. 
It is not, but I mean, good news is if they were to play, which that that's news to me, I had not heard that Bullsby was going to go ahead and let them play, which, I mean, if you want to make a trip up to Kansas city, like I go regardless, but <laughs> yeah, as it stands, Oklahoma state would be one of those two Wednesday night games. Uh, they are three and a half games back at the conference and they're tied with OU Iowa state for those for I guess they're tied for six, but they are also one game back at Kansas state who shares the same record as them. So uh, this, this conference is insane. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. This conference is crazy yeah. this year. Like it I, doesn't matter. I feel like we say that every year, but it, it is, it's, it is insane. And I can't wait to see how they match up with the sec. Cause I'm looking through right. the matchups now. There, there are some fantastic matchups. LSU, TCU, Oklahoma, and Auburn. Can you imagine if Oklahoma upset the number one team right now? Missouri and Iowa State, West Virginia and Arkansas, Baylor and Alabama, Kansas State and Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, Florida, the big one, Kentucky, Kansas, Mississippi State and Texas Ooh, Tech. KU, Kentucky is going to be Yeah. Big. I mean, I know that, like, Kentucky is not as as good as they once were, and neither is KU. But like, well, they're twelve and five. They're both Kentucky's twelve, Kansas is five right now. So it's still a marquee matchup. Right, right. Like, yeah, that's gonna be awesome, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that too. That's gonna be awesome. One more thing, I I think this game is coming up, but Chris Beard's return to Texas Tech, February first, eight o'clock on ESPN two. Ooh. Lubbock is going to be spewing with hate, and I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Tickets are yeah. as low as three hundred dollars for this game. Compared Tickets to for three hundred dollars, is that what you're you said? As low as three hundred dollars according to ESPN, and can't wait can't, as low as three hundred dollars. As low as three hundred dollars. The matchup That's above the cheapest it, ticket. That's the cheapest ticket according to ESPN. I'm looking it up right now. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Dang. I, I have never paid more than probably 70 yeah. bucks for a college basketball game. <laughs> well, good news is for the top 25 matchup of Kansas and Iowa State on ESPN, no less, at six o'clock, $39. Wow. So basically, that like, game is expensive because it's beard. Yeah. That's crazy. They hate, and they're both 15 and five right now. Yeah. And it's not like oh, they're not man. good teams. Text, I was watching them play Kansas last night. That game was so competitive and so much fun. Texas Tech's a fun team to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed watching our game with them. Um, you yeah, know, they, I, even though it, it didn't go in our favor, there's there. I mean, it was still a, a, a it was fun to watch them play. Tech Tech's a fun team to watch. You like you like you said, they're they're fun. Um, but yeah, so this I have kind of just um come to terms with the fact that this season just is going to kind of happen, right? Like we're going to look back at the 2021 2022 Oklahoma State basketball season. We're just going to be like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just, we'll just blame the NCAA for it. Like, oh, it's the NCAA's fault. Right, right. Like they, did, they didn't know. I think we're all okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of touch on before we get 
before we close out? I don't think so. Um, All right, guys, thank you so much for uh, listening to Ingles and Ian. Thank you to Micah Allen, the fearless leader, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And as always, go Pokes.